Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? It's going really well. I have a lot of energy today. I I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you believe in this stuff or not. I, I don't know. You probably have something to talk about, but I just I just gotta <laughs> try. I just gotta let you know that I'm trying these detoxing foot pads while you sleep. I've heard about those. Do those? Okay. Are you seeing it work? Is I it- feel great. I feel really? great. I've read the reviews on them. You know, some people say they don't work, but a lot of people say they work. I've been putting it on my feet for the past week now when I sleep. It's kind of gross because, <laughs> <laughs> because when you take it off, there's this gook that's stuck to the the adhesive part of the the foot pad that is supposed to be toxins that has been pulled out of your body. But I don't know if it's placebo or what. I feel great this morning. I've been doing these detox pads for a week now. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing? I've thought about them, but uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, you know what? Update me in like another couple of weeks. I will. Let's see how let's see how it's going. We'll <laughs> we'll go that route. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing well. You know, um, I I came up with a new thing. Like Uh-oh. so, you know, I've been I'm doing this whole time boxing thing, right? Which is cool. Like you know, kind of here's what the things that I need to get done today. Here's the times I'm going to get these things done. Little brain, you know, dump of of what I'm doing in that particular day, which is great. I love that. But what I've decided is. I'm missing one thing in my in my work week, and that is adventure. So I, I've decided that one day a week, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be Wednesdays. I don't know. I, I got to decide which day it is, but I'm going to have an adventure day where basically I get up, grab my laptop, and I just go somewhere and, you know, figure out like where I'm going to go. And then I go work from that place. So I'm going to work from a new place every single Wednesday for a little bit here and see, oh, uh, see how that, that works, which I might end up by nearby, you know, like you. So maybe, maybe we do a little co-working or at least a little, oh, I'd love that. probably won't get much done that day, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> we may land up podcasting from some remote spot. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Like but yeah, I, road. I like the whole, just getting a new setting thing, you know, like trying something like that out and just a new setting every single week. I think it'll be kind of cool. Yeah. But I don't want you just to go into coffee shops. Right. You got to like, right. It's not just like pick a a new coffee shop in a different city. That's not adventure. I want you to go to a mountaintop or, you know, go to the beach. That's what I'm thinking actually is, is that exact thing. I mean, I've got the mobile hotspot that's, you know, it's the, the, the 5g hotspot. It's just almost as fast as my home internet. So like just going out. Yeah. Like go out to here in the Bay area, there's Stenson beach, go out there or go up and hang out at one of the wineries, like in where they have like the, the lunches outside and the tables and all that stuff. I mean, that's going to be beautiful. So like just all of these different places and yes, not all just the star, the Starbucks or right. or whatever. Well, if you're going to do the winery, are you going to do the wine tasting while you're working? I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of wine. I I, I don't know. I just I, so <laughs> you're just I, going I, for I, the ambiance. It's, it's I'm just going for beautiful. the ambiance. Exactly, beautiful. exactly. Well, you know, they've got all the the little lunch places and cheeses, cheeses. Uh, there we go. I can get behind that. But uh, the wine, eh, I don't really care. I'm, okay. You know, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell me when you at the winery. I, I I find them beautiful. I find them so relaxing when I go oh, totally. to a winery. So maybe I'll meet you there and we'll do a we'll like do a it. venture together. I love it. I love it. Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg and Russ on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right. So that well, that's uh, that's my new thing uh, that uh, is is happening, and it, and it sort of works with our topic uh, today. Yeah, definitely. And I think because what you're trying to do with kind of going and starting new adventures, just kind of starting something different, right? Sparking mm-hmm. something in the business to help you evolve it. And exactly. I, I think that is the the goal. And that's part of what our guest, Kevin Brent here, he's the founder and MD of BizSmart. And his company, you know, consults with uh, businesses to kind of help them take it to the next level and help them not be so bogged down in the, in the day-to-day life of work, right? And I think that's kind of what you're doing. So welcome, Kevin, to the show. Thank you very much indeed, Greg. Great to, great to be here. Great to, great to see you both. Thanks, Russ. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about what you do at BizSmart. I think it's a wonderful company you have. Thank you. Yeah, so essentially that is that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to help business owners to scale up their businesses. So it's all around creating more scale-ups. But, but essentially, when you get to the heart of it, we're helping them to make better decisions faster and more consistently. So what you've just said there, there Greg, about taking, uh, Russ, about taking time out um, and away from your day-to-day and allowing your, allowing your brain essentially to open up um, is, is definitely a big, a big part of it. So I'm doing the right thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just wonder whether I should join you. I'll, I'll certainly have a glass of wine and a bit of cheese with you. But yeah. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if I'm going to make it out that far uh, <laughs> over to you, but we'll, we'll see where these go over the weeks here. Yeah. So uh, how did you get into this? Well, um, through a through a long and circuitous route, um, but it, but essentially, um, I got to a certain point where I had taken some time out. I I built my own house, um, having had the corporate and the entrepreneurial career before that, and I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do? I'm not going to just kick around and do nothing uh, for for the rest of my days. So where can I? You know, what really am I passionate about? What's what's really interesting to me? And I came across the statistic that uh, only 4% of businesses scale beyond 10 employees and less than 1% beyond 50. And I thought, why is that? Having started a couple of my own businesses and, and realized actually how tricky it is to, 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 to scale, um, I wanted to understand a little bit more about what were the reasons behind that. Was it because all of those, all of those businesses with fewer than 10 employees didn't want to scale beyond that? Or were there some in there that actually given the right support um, and enabling to improve their their thinking and their inspiration and their ambition might potentially then um, scale beyond the 10 employees and also then beyond the beyond the 50. Yeah, it's crazy but- how how different a, a company of you know five or six is versus a company of just like 25. Yeah. Like it, it just those that's a small jump really when you when you think about it, but it is huge. As, yeah. as far as how different that is, I remember working for a company back in the in the late '90s, and um, uh, you know we're we're trying to get you know seed funding and all this and and whatnot, and I'm sitting there like trying to plot out the systems, not for the five people that I'm working with, but for the 500 people that we're going to be working with, yeah. and it, it, it's just insane how different it 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 was to like come up with this like you know this marketing plan and the operations plan. For that many people, you know, without having any of those people there and thinking about this is so, so different. So how do you like, like 
what are some of those early steps when you're talking to these companies to try to get them to shift to that mindset of, I, I need to change the way I think. I need to change the way I'm operating this business. I need to change just about everything. How do you yep. lead that in that first step? Well, well, one of those is is exactly what you've just identified, which is that they're steps. We often think about growth as just a either a straight line growth or maybe there's going to be some peaks and troughs, but a, a wiggly line. But we don't think about it as these stepping stones. And it's exactly what you've just described. And that's what we, one of the first things we try and get a business owner to think about is that it is a series of steps. And the first one, if we're if we're on our own, if we're a solo solopreneur, the next step from there is when we've got a team of around about five people, might be three, three, three to five people. And and the but the point is that even at that stage, that's a very different business from a, a solopreneur business. And in order for us to get from one step to the next, we've got to do exactly what you've just said, which is we've got to imagine that next step. Think about how the business needs to be at three to five and what we need to do to get there and how long it's going to take. Because there's this going to be this little valley in between where actually it gets really tough. We might have to invest a little bit more. We're going to start seeing a little bit, maybe a little bit less coming out the bottom. about the bottom. We're starting to get some hassles with people, even at that sort of stage. But we've got to imagine what, how's the business going to support three to five people? So have we got the business model right? You know, are we just paying ourselves a salary as a solopreneur? But actually, will it, will it cover, will the, will the profit margins cover when we've got three or four salaries to pay and maybe some premises if that's what we're, what we're doing? So how does the business model work? But also, are we going to get a consistent stream of high quality on profile leads because we can no longer afford to have the little peaks and troughs where as a solopreneur, we might say, you know what, I'm going to take a little bit less out of the business this month because I know I might be able to take out a bit more next month. We can't do that with our, with our employees. So we've got to find a way to get a more consistent stream. So business model and, and the lead generation side of things become quite, quite key there. And then the next stepping stone that we look at actually before we get to that 2025 that you mentioned is is simply 8 to 12 because again that's another jump and we've got to get some systems working quite quite nicely in that but we've also got to start making sure that as a business owner we're not getting sucked back into the day to day all the time and we're freeing mm-hmm. up our own time to work on the things that are that are really important so just starting to think about the scale up journey as these series of stepping stones identifying which is the next one that we're trying to get to, working out what needs to happen at that point. So imagine the business at that point and then working back to saying, how do we transition this valley in between? Because we know it's not just going to be a straight, smooth um, line from one one stepping stone to the next. What's interesting about that too is you sort of start to see benefit from that right away. You know, like as you're starting to scale, you're creating systems that are more efficient and so even in the smaller company, you're starting to perform a little bit better as you're, as you're scaling up. Absolutely. I, there's plenty of difficulties. I'm just trying to highlight one of the, yeah. <laughs> one of the good things there. Yeah, that, absolutely. And, and in fact, but that's a really good point because we don't, um, we don't advocate that you should scale up just for the sake of scaling up, right? You know, we, we, you, you, should, you should build the kind of business that is that is going to deliver you the lifestyle that you want and the and the kind of manageable business that that, that you want. Not all of us want to be the next Bill Gates, uh, for for example. But but 
regardless of where we decide to be or where we are, we need to make the business as efficient as possible before we start that transition to the next step. So let's just say we we want to build a business with five employees and maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's half a million, 750 um, thousand turnover, some, 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 something like that. Is that going to give me the lifestyle that I want? Let's, let's make, let's work as a priority on making that business as efficient and as possible as possible. And then we can say, right, do we want to make the move to the next ladder or, or not? But doing it from a position of strength effectively, that rather than a, a position of, of weakness. And and that's one of the things we see is that people are always on the promise going, the business will pay me a decent salary when it's double the size or that, ne- that next step. So let's make it work now before we start to think about the next step. Okay. There's so much to get into here. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I keep stepping on Greg. I haven't even let him ask a question yet, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, we're, we, we do have to take a short break. Uh, we're going to do that. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. And Greg, I promise I, I'll let you ask a question this time. Uh, I, just want, I just want one. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more DIY for Business right after this. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. Hey, you know what? Uh, we've, we've got a few uh, kind of cool reviews over the last week. I don't know if you saw those, Greg, but uh, pretty cool stuff. I, I love seeing those. So not only does it help us and help to grow the, the, the whole show, but it, it's like cool for us. So yeah, <laughs> thank you does. for doing it. Uh, all right, Greg, I, I totally took over the first whole first segment. I, I don't think we heard from you uh, since you, <laughs> we were talking about your feet. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, just, I just put on some more foot pads. I'm all good. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll toss it over to you here. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, when I was listening, Kevin, to you talk to Russ, and I was just listening. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that crossed my mind was kind of what you're saying about, you know, the business owners are kind of just working in the business and they're not working on the business. How do you get them to kind of take that step back and say, okay, you don't need to do everything. You need to kind of let's brainstorm on how do we improve the business? How do we scale it? Sometimes it's just a mindset change and and are the business owners willing to, to make that shift? Yes, it is. A, it, it is a mindset change, and some of that, some of those early things we're doing, trying to do with a business owner, is to open up their mind and get them to think a little bit, little bit different, differently. Um, the certainly one of the things that we would do is to get them to think about taking time out of the business on a regular basis. And one of the first things we'll get business owners to do is to put in place a ninety-day planning cycle, a ninety-day business cycle. So if all they do is every night is put in their diaries. Four times a year when they've got half a day, ideally a full day, but let's just say half a day where they're going to get out of the business and go to go to a winery somewhere and with the with with the team or, or wherever they're going to go um, and brainstorm the business essentially and and even if all you do is say what went well last last quarter, what didn't go so well, and what does good look like at the end of the next ninety days. That is going to be the start of a really good, really good thing. Now, we, we, were, we can help business owners to think through that and think about all of the different aspects that they need to do in a really structured way. But even just simply doing that is a really good, really good place to, place to start. Okay. Greg, is it okay? 
Of course. Come on. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> you you gave me my one question. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> so you know one of the things that we've dealt with a lot on this show, uh, and and just in in businesses that we've advised is letting go. And you know we're talking about the not doing the day to day, right? I don't know how many times we've heard, well, you know what? I'm going to do it because I do it better. Nobody can do it like me. (laughs) Like that whole mindset. How do you work with that? Yeah. So gently over, over over time, the, 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 the way that we, we look at things is that because, because of course the struggle is as a, as an entrepreneur, as somebody that started up a business, we probably are the kind of go-getters. We, we, we don't like to ask for other for help that much we feel that we should be able to solve all the problems and do all of the things ourselves and of course you i'm sure you see it we see it all the time where mm-hmm. where a, a business owner is trying to do the the tax returns the vat returns and do the admin and all of those things so the what we'd help them to look at on that scale up journey is that typically up to the point where we're getting around about eight to twelve people a key a key focus should be around delegating the things that we shouldn't be doing so working out what those things are and finding a way to delegate them whether that's to other people within the business or whether it's to outsource them um and it it, it it's interesting it's that mindset that we should be having which is actually we should be looking to try and make ourselves redundant which you may have heard may have heard before but it's that that idea that every time we take on a new employee, a new member of staff, part of the question should be, what's that helping me to get off of my plate? And and if we look at it in that way, and we also then think about, one of the things we'll do with people is look at the key things of business that needs to happen in the business, the key key things that need to be done, and we'll put names against it. And it, you know, this could be with a large business or with a small business, but obviously with a small business, Quite often, the owner's name is against several of those several of those key things that need to be done, and just identifying that, and then saying, "Okay, what's the next one then that we're going to get off your plate, and how are we going to do that?" is one way of starting to starting to get to the point where they're freeing their time up to focus on the on the big things. So that first part of the scale up journey is around delegating the things that we're either not so good at and there are other people that could be better but certainly people that sh- that that should be better at that and that and that we shouldn't be doing those things as we get beyond that we need to start thinking about delegating even the things that we are the best at because otherwise we become the bottleneck in the business yeah and i love your philosophy because it basically encapsulates everything that you just said your philosophy is if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far, go together. And right. I think that it's beautifully said, obviously, you know, it's, you're not the first to say it, but I mean, using that as the philosophy of your business and how you help these companies, I think really encapsulates what uh, you've just expressed in this last segment. Um, Thank you. I'm, I'm curious, do you work with different types of verticals? You know, service, yeah. manufacturing, that type of thing. And do you identify that there's specific pitfalls or issues that come up with specific verticals we we do but one of the one of the real things that that is really clear is that there are common challenges across all the verticals no matter what the what the businesses are and in fact one of the things that we that we do with in terms of going further together is that we will match good business owners from different industries in 
what we call smart boards, but you may call them peer groups, mastermind groups. Uh, we have a special way of, of, of running them, but we we specifically look for businesses in different sectors and ideally business owners running businesses at different stages of that scale-up journey. And also, if we can get it perfectly right, different personality types. So that what we have is a really good mix then and that goes back to challenging our thinking and helping improving our thinking because we might in a particular industry go, you know what, we can't, this is a problem we've got. It's it's just common to the common to the sector, common to the industry, can't do anything about it. Somebody from a different industry will say, why is that? Whereas somebody from the same industry would probably just say, yeah, you're right. Right. Somebody from a different industry will challenge that. And it may be that it's not not changeable, but nine times out of ten, there will be a different way of looking at it, and that will come from somebody from a from a different view. And I love the I love the analogy of um, we're sitting in our we're sitting in our house, and we've got a lovely south facing window that looks out over some wonderful land and maybe through to the to the horizon. And that's where that's where we're focusing. And we can we can get consultants in and, and other people in. We can clean the windows. We can maybe cut down some trees so we can extend 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 our view. But that's all looking out south uh, south facing. And what we're missing is the fact that we've got windows out of the east, west, and north of the house mm. as well. Now they may be cloudy. They may not be quite as specific and clear. But we're missing a big chunk of the picture if we're only focusing on looking out that that one window. And that's what a mastermind group does or a peer group does when we've got people with different backgrounds, experiences, different businesses. We bring all of those together then and we get a much better, clearer picture overall. Yeah, I think the, the, the whole sense of community as well, because I mean, I, I remember it just being so isolating running my business for, you know, yep. for years when I didn't have other entrepreneurs that I was, you know, associated with. Once I made like, you know, friends that were doing this, you know, either similar businesses or even wildly different businesses, it felt so much better. And then talking to somebody, I had, I had a guy that I would talk to that worked for the Department of Defense. And, you know, he worked from home, like, you know, he, it wasn't his own business, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, he, he worked from home and had that entrepreneurial type of spirit with him. Right. So he, I mean, I would run random marketing ideas for, for my business to him and like, you know, these different things of like, and, and get these totally different perspectives. And it was so cool to hear those different perspectives that, you know, I mean, he knew nothing about, you know, digital marketing. He knew nothing about any of that, like, but he knew, you know, like as a user of my services, potentially he knew yep. what my customers. So I, I got that voice of the customer from him. Uh, and I also, you know, we had this really cool talk one time about um, uh, satellites and, and where they were facing and which direction they were. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I like that as well uh, about these groups. Um you know, uh, one of the other things that that's just sitting in the back of my mind uh, as as we're talking here is, you know, just because uh, let's let's use I don't know uh, I'll say coffee. Just because I'm great at making coffee doesn't mean I'm a great leader. Doesn't mean I'm a great you know at doing taxes. Doesn't mean I'm great at marketing. It just means I'm great at making coffee. Now I can make the best coffee in the world. And somebody comes along and says, oh, you know what? You should scale this up. And it's my dream. Like, oh, okay, I want, a, I want you know, a bigger coffee company. I want to, you know, compete against Starbucks and all the big guys. How, how do I do that, right? Well, 
the problem is I'm only great at making coffee. So in those cases, when you're running across business owners that, okay, maybe they're not going to make the best leader. Maybe they're not going to you know, be able to scale up their business. At, at what point are you having that conversation with them? Or, you know, are you bringing in others? Like what's, what's that situation when you see that? Yeah. So that, that will depend perhaps on, on, on where, where they are and, and what some of those things might be. The, the, the first part of this, we, where I was talking as, as well up to that sort of eight to 12, we'll be working with the business owner to develop their leadership skills. And that mm-hmm. will be definitely part of it. And that's, that's critical thinking is going to be one of those leadership skills that, we're, that we'll be working on, putting in place some great habits like the 90-day planning and a business rhythm that goes, that goes behind it. So we'll be looking at those, at those things. But then absolutely, you may well find that the person that's great at getting the business off, off the ground is not the one that is going to be the one to, to run it in the, in the long term. So that might be then bringing in, and that's when we will typically be thinking about bringing in a senior leadership team that that moved from eight to twelve people to twenty twenty five. When we when we're bringing in a senior leadership team, then and then we're looking at, and it's it's this adage of actually you're better off paying a bit more and hiring somebody who's really good to support you, even better than even better than you than you are hiring three or four people that are that are that are cheaper that look, look like it might be look, look like it might be good because you're going to need to supplement your skills and your and your personality type because mm-hmm. you know we might be a we might be a real go getter just drive just do it sort of type type person D on the disc profiling that we use a lot but actually as we mm-hmm. as we scale then we need to bring in a lot of those people skills and if we can't adapt ourselves then maybe we need to bring in some people that can look after that side of things uh, for us all right greg I'll, I'll let you talk again but yet again i'm gonna have to break that up with a little i have a doozy of a question coming up Kevin, when we come oh back i love break. it okay I got, a good one. See, I got a good one see you're, you're you're holding it all up to for this big one at the end i love oh, it yeah. oh yeah <laughs> all right we'll be right back with more Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. Uh, you can check out all of the other business podcasts at the Best Business Network podcast. Bestbusinessnetwork.com. What am I saying? Wow. That's right. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> Jeez, Greg. Wow. <laughs> now, now we talk too much coffee. Exactly. Now, now, now I'm getting jittery. I, I, well, I'm excited about your question. So, oh, I know. I think yes. I built it up too much. That's all I can anyway. think about right now. <laughs> Kevin, you know, I, I've run four or five different businesses myself. And along the, the journey, I've learned a lot, right? Good and bad. And I'm just curious because you said you're an entrepreneur before you kind of started your company, this company at Bismart. I'm curious, what are some of the successes that you learned the most from as an entrepreneur? And what are some of the failures you've had that you learned a lot from that you brought into starting Bismart? What a great, what a great question. So um, one of the one of the successes, the time when I look back and and think about when when did we work really well together to achieve something really phenomenal, um, was actually when we set up a, 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 a first business that I set up, uh, and it was within another company. So it wasn't a, wasn't a completely standalone business, but it was um, it was setting up. A, it was called Health in Focus, and it was setting up a health information portal essentially, um, and. 
what was brilliant about that was that we were a really small team, a hand-picked, hand-picked team. I was able to pick the people within the company that I wanted. We were really, really clear about what it was we were trying to achieve and where each of us contributed to that. To that. And there was no need for any micromanagement or anything like that because everybody knew exactly what they were supposed to do. And we just went out and, and did it. And we had phenomenal success with that. We built, built a fantastic, uh, fantastic portal, had an amazing launch with it. And within about 18 months, uh, we had an offer for purchase of six wow. million, six million pounds, which was, which was just phenomenal. Right. So that was, that was great. Um, and I learned a lot from that about, um, about clarity of purpose and really clear individual roles um, uh, uh, and having those, uh, uh, and, and, but also valuing, valuing the contribution of other people because there's just no way that, that I could have directed each of those and essentially told them what they had to do. It was much more about, um, it, it, there's, there's a, did, you know, have you come across David Marquette? Um, and his book, um, yeah, about turn this ship around. It's a fantastic book Sounds and it's familiar. a fantastic video. And he talks about giving intent, not orders. So he's a naval submarine captain, and he just says he vowed yeah. never to give orders again. Um, and we, you know, we think of the Russell Crowe kind of naval naval captain just just giving all of these orders, dive, 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 and all of this stuff. But he he vowed never to give an order again and just give intent because he realised that he couldn't possibly think for i don't i can't remember the number of crew members but 230 crew members for example he was much better off trying to um get them to do the thinking um and uh, and just but give them intent so that was one of the things i think i learned there in terms of a in terms of where i struggled or where we well, I, I learned something about dealing with um dealing with it was the it was the vat office in the in in the uk um get everything in writing <laughs> oh, oh. Yes. I, right? I had a, I, Somebody I had a, changed the game on you. Yeah, I had a business. I called them up and said, I want to do I want to treat the salaries for these carers in this particular way. Um and and uh so that it's all completely above board and et cetera, et cetera, but that we don't have to pay um essentially pay VAT on the on the whole of uh, a particular aspect of what we were doing. And I got approval from them. Um but then five years later they decided to do a VAT inspection and they turned around and said, No, you can't do that. It was a different person, obviously. Mm-hmm. So somebody somebody that came in. Um and it and it basically wiped out wiped out the business because it, it essentially meant that it couldn't keep trading because of the big bill that was technically owed i challenged it and six months later they they said actually you couldn't you can do it that way it's fine but it's too late by them uh, Jeez. Yeah, that's awful that's awful <laughs> yeah uh i i do have to just just because we we talked about the 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 naval you know i got a bit bring up Deep leadership. Uh, one of the podcasts I, I, I screwed up uh, the uh, the whole announcement earlier on the on the Best Business Network. But one of those podcasts is actually called Deep Leadership. Uh, John Rennie hosts it, and it's like he was a captain on a submarine, like under the water there, and like talks about the leadership lessons that he learned wow. while underwater for like what was it like nine months, Greg? Of like at, just at a time, I think yeah. Every uh, deployment geez, was at yeah. least nine months, and <laughs> you know, wow. because you're under the water, there's no communication with your family or, or anything yeah. while you're while you're gone. So yeah, yeah, and and you know that's the thing. Like so many lessons come from so many different places. Now, obviously, like you know, that's like oh, you're actually a leader of of people, 
But like, you know, there's stuff that I did in like little league baseball coaching <laughs> that I bring into business life. It's these little lessons that you learn and, you know, you can apply those also in, in little league um, <laughs> if you can wrangle the kids. But, um, you know, like all these lessons that you learn in these other places and just applying them to your business. It's like it's it's one of the things that like it's obvious, but. I don't think a lot of people actually think about that. Like, oh, hey, you know what? I can learn a business lesson from, you know, whatever. Training training my dog. All these yeah. things are happening in our lives. Like you said, uh, you know, playing, coaching, uh, Little League uh, baseball. Yeah. But they don't take the time to kind of reflect and right. soak in what just happened to identify what the lesson was, right? They're just going on life and everything's going so yeah. fast. They just don't take that step back and just soak it all in and say, oh. You know, when I talked to little Johnny about this, the way I said it, you know, really resonated with him or the way I said it got him really upset and it didn't work with him, you know, because his personality is, you know, he'd rather, you know, it, it's easier to talk to him with uh, with honey than a, a sharp stick. Right. You know, it's, <laughs> right. It's those lessons you learn, you've you got to talk to people differently to get them to respond. But, you know. It's it's those types of things that happen every day in our lives that I think people just don't take a step back and and you know kind of soak it in and understand what just happened. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's huge, and that's also coming back to why it's great to have different people to bounce these ideas off because that, then yeah. you're multiplying those experiences by five or six if you've got five or six other people in your in, in your group and if they'll all have examples they can draw on whether it be from work experiences or whether it be from uh, sport or, or their personal personal experiences that they can all bring into in, into that uh, decision making as well right okay so I, I think it's it's time to to tell people how to how to work with you and and you know where they go give us give us all that info brilliant thank you well the, probably the easiest thing the the is um we've captured captured everything that we do in a in a book called the entrepreneurial scale up system um so that's available uh, you can get it through all of the usual online retailers and it's there's an audio version of it as well so that's the entrepreneurial scale up system if you want to come and have a look actually um uh, where we've got some additional resources to go with 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 the book, then the website would be esusgroup.co.uk. That's E-S-U-S, which is short for the Entrepreneurial Scale-Up System. So esusgroup.co.uk. And you can find all sorts of great, great stuff there. Tell us a little bit about your podcast that you do. Yeah, so this is this is part of part of what our mission is, is to help to create more scale-ups and um, we want to spread the message out far and wide like 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 you're doing your great great work here so our scale-up um, scale-up radio is our podcast and we interview business owners that have had some great stories to be able to tell about their scale-up journey so it's very much hearing from them and trying to uncover from them what some of the milestones were some of the things they got right um, and some of the things equally that they didn't get right with a bit of hindsight, maybe they would do differently. Because it's not all about, just as you were asking uh, a, a moment ago, Greg, about the things that didn't go right, it's not all about learning from the things that did go well, because actually we all know we learn yeah. more from the things that didn't go so well. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Now I encourage everybody to go check out the podcast, get the book, fantastic book. Um, and Kevin, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. 
No, the pleasure's, uh, pleasure's all be mine. Thank you very much indeed for the invitation. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network in Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast, uh, they, they're selected with the goal of helping your business grow, specifically this one today, right? <laughs> all of the information is provided. Uh, it's a, it, All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. Uh, you know, just head over to our website, diyforbusinesspodcast.com. The link is in the podcast description. As we mentioned earlier, we love the reviews because we love the feedback. You can give us feedback through those review things, but you can also go to the website and uh, shoot us a, shoot us an email. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Hello, I'm Polly Campbell, the host of Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the weekly podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And let me tell you what, we tap into the great minds of authors, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and so much more so that we can learn how to do the work that matters and create the lives we want to live. Join us right here on Polly Campbell's Simply Said on the best business network of Electricast. Electricast. Hi, this is Megan Kane. And this is Jason Zook. And we're the hosts of Psychic Visions Podcast. Have you ever experienced deja vu or wonder what life after death is like? Or maybe you walked into an old building and got goosebumps or chills down your spine. Chances are you're having spiritual experiences without even realizing it. Our show will cover a variety of topics from astral projection to UFOs, manifestation, to the power of positive thinking and even healing energy. If this resonates with you, then this is your sign from the universe to check out our show. Find us where all podcasts are available. Psychic Visions, more than meets the eye. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.